right. Well, listen, good morning. Welcome to Momentum Church. We're so glad that you're here today. Didn't the band do a great job? Holy cow. Great, great job. Unbelievable. Um, Man, we are right in the middle of James, and uh, we're doing a series on James, and it's incredible because it's teaching us how that we can apply wisdom, ancient wisdom, which really is relevant truth. And so as we listen to God's word and as we let it come into us, as we marinate it, what's happening is God is changing our hearts and incredible things are happening. So if you're a first-time guest, I just want you to know we're, we're in the book of James and today we're going to be finishing up chapter one. We're going to be talking about pure religion. And that is simply um, about, uh, it's kind of like getting a peek into God's heart. If you could open the curtains and look into God's heart, what what would God really say? What would God really think about the real deal? What's really real and pure and authentic? And so we're going to talk about that. But before we get into it, I just want to say I'm so glad that you are here. We got a great crowd and had a great crowd at 9 a.m. It's just amazing the stories that we keep hearing and how life change is happening. It's absolutely amazing. If you are a first-time guest, thanks for you know, being here today, you could have been anywhere. That's the truth. That's a beautiful place to live. There's tons of things that you could do. And uh, we're just grateful that you chose to come here today. And we hope that it's meaningful and that it's worth the investment of your time. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to James chapter one. You have your iPads, you've got a smartphone, whatever. Pull it up. If you don't know, by the way, just a little plug for version. there's actually an app that is free. It's called version. It's the Bible. You can download it on your phone, and that will give you uh, not only many, many um, translations of the Bible, but it will also give you devotionals and study helps. It's just a great tool, and we live in such a day and age where everything's right there connected to our phone, and so I love that app. I use it for my devotions. I use it to read the Bible, and um, so just let you know about that, but we are in James chapter 1. Today is the day, the Bible says that the Lord has made. We'll rejoice. We're going to be glad in it. Like today's the day, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I woke up excited to come to Momentum. Any, any of you guys out there like that, you woke up, you're like, yeah, man, it's Sunday. It's my favorite day of the week, man. I love it. And today is, is not only a special day because today is the day God made, which every day is a special day, right? But today is a special day because one year, this marks our one year anniversary for going weekly. We used to go monthly a year ago. We had just started out Shoreline Park under a pavilion. And I remember talking to my friends and I was like, man, we really feel like we need to go weekly. And, and some of them were like, man, hold off as long as you can. Because <laughs> once you start, man, you, you got to have everything. You know, it's like opening a restaurant. You better have more than good appetizers. You know, people, people want a little bit more than that. So make sure that you're ready when you open the doors. And, and today, Jimmy, one year ago, we went weekly, every Sunday, Momentum Church. And I'm so thrilled about that. And I'm thrilled to tell you that God is the hero of our story. God's the hero of Momentum. And so God gets the glory. In, in w- one year ago from today, we've grown 249%. 249% in the last year. How many own a business? Would you raise your hand? How many would like that business to grow 249% in a year? It's pretty good, right? Well, God said he would build his church, and so we're just thankful for that one because God's a winner, and so we're just going to stick with him, but he's doing amazing things here at Momentum, 
in momentum and through momentum. And I want to be able to share some of those with you today. But 249%, thank you, God. And I want you to know, you know, Matt said it, said it so well, but we are a community. We're not a, just a church. We're not a place where we want people to come and leave on Sunday and be unchanged or just come on Sunday and, and leave God at the church, you know. We're a community of Jesus followers. That's, that's us. We are a community of Jesus followers. So wherever Jesus goes, we go because we're following Jesus. So we're a community of Jesus followers who together are an unstoppable force for good. And we're driven to change the world. And I want to tell you something. Momentum, Jesus through momentum, is changing the world because of what you guys are doing. And I just, I'm so thrilled, man. So humbled to be able to get to do this. And, and not only to, you know, I'm glad that I don't have to go to church. I'm thankful I get to go to church and get to experience God's goodness and, and what he's done. It's just overwhelming to my life. This week, I had the privilege to lead a man to Christ. And there's no high like that high. That's the most high. When you lead someone to Jesus, it don't matter what you do for a living. We're all missionaries, yo. Right? 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 You're tracking with me? It doesn't matter if you're a lawyer, doctor, teacher, principal, coach, pastor. We're all supposed to be pointing people to Jesus. And it's not because the big Bible we carry around. It's because the big God in our heart. That's a hot point. Someone say, amen. All right, right there. That's the deal. And we get to just be Jesus with skin on. Man, you're not going to believe this. I'm sitting in Waffle House, and I'm talking to a gentleman that I've been working with for a while. And when we started over here, his heart was hard, far from God. You know, it's kind of like a, kind of like a yardstick. Some, sometimes people are 36 inches from God. They're this far from God. And what happens is God will put people in their life to love them when they're hurting, to be there when they go through a divorce, to help them financially when there's no money in the bank account. And God will put people strategically to close the gap so that one day somebody will have the privilege to sit there and share Jesus. And they're like, yes, I'm ready. Because not everyone's always ready. You know what I'm saying? Well, he wasn't ready um, for a while. But I want to tell you something, man. I was leading him to Jesus and pointing to Jesus and telling him the good news. You know, but you got to tell the bad news for the good news. The bad news is we are all sinners. We have a sinful nature and sin separates us from God. And I told him that. And then I started talking about the price of sin, how that sin's got to be paid for. The Bible says there's a wage to your sin. There's a punishment to your sin, and it's death. And none of us like that. I hate doing funerals. I hate it. Oh, I hate it. But it's always easier when I know that that person is with the Lord. It's a reminder to me that, you know what, that um, the best is yet to come. But whenever I do a funeral of someone, I don't know if they believed in Jesus. I don't know if they had a relationship. I hate that. It hurts my heart. Well, as I'm talking about the wage of sin, I'm telling them about death. Someone got up. Would you believe in Waffle House? We were there three hours. Would you believe somebody played ACDC, I believe it was, Highway to Hell? Highway to Hell came on. And it was so appropriate, man. I, I want to give whoever it was a high five. I don't, I don't know if they were trying to assist me, but I just thought it was a great assist. Because I'm pointing them to Jesus, and I'm telling them, but let me tell you about your sin. And all of a sudden, it's like, highway to hell. And, and I'm like, exactly, you hear that? You know, I'm, I'm just getting all stoked, man. And I'm like, you don't want to go down. Oh, no, no, I don't want the highway to hell. You want the highway to heaven, right? Oh, yeah, me want, me want Jesus, you know. And right there, right then in Waffle House with the whole restaurant, I think, looking on, man. Uh, he bowed his head and gave his heart to Jesus. 
And um, yeah, it's holy, man. So holy. And I got to share that with you because that's a win. And we celebrate the win. If a football team doesn't know how to score a touchdown, they're in trouble. You got to know what the win looks like. That's a win. And not only can I do that, but you can do that. And God wants you. And every day God puts people in our paths. We just have to say, Lord, open my eyes. Show me. Show me. I want to reflect your goodness, God. I never want to get over that as your pastor. I never want to get over that. I never want to be so busy that I don't have time to meet with someone for a couple hours and point them to Jesus. His sacrifice was enough. Isn't that the truth? Today, James 1, 26, I'm going to read. 27 will be on the screen. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. And then later today, we're going to look at it in the message. But if you have your Bibles, your iPads, your smartphones, pull it up. James chapter 1. Now, you got to know that the writer, the author of this book, did not believe in Jesus till after the resurrection. This is Jesus' half-brother is who penned these words. And it's wisdom. It's relevant wisdom for daily life. And he's going to give us three things that you and I need in our backpack. There are three items we better not go to school, you know, life, life the school of life. We, we better not approach life without these three necessities in our backpack today. And we'll notice the first one in verse 26. It says, if you claim to be religious, now circle the word claim. And highlight your Bible, man. Underline it, whatever. Don't, don't, like, really get into it. Right in there. God speaks to you right, man. Mark it up. If you claim, there's a lot of people who claim that Jesus is their Savior. But the Bible says, one day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not go to church? Did we not preach? Did we not cast out demons? Did we not get baptized? Did we not do all these things? And with a tear coming down Jesus' eye, Jesus will say, I never knew you. You claimed to know me, but I never knew you. You never had an authentic relationship. You never had pure religion. You never had me. If you claim, that's a key word in this passage. And if you claim to be religious, this is the only time in the Bible where this word is used. And this is talking about the picture. If I paint a picture, it's, it's that everything is right on the outside. It's that maybe, uh, maybe, um, maybe someone going to a Christian college and there's all these rules that they have to live by and, and they got to walk, you know, they got to they wear dress like this and hair like this and this and this and this and this. And yet inside they don't know God. On the outside, everything looks good. You know, being a, a pastor so many times, I, I just realized that, that, boy, we just all put up fronts, don't we? Like we all want to look good, don't we? Yeah, we all want to look good, and so often there's a story right behind that image. There's a story. There's a, there's a reason. There's a reason why that we often pretend and pose because we know. We know. The Bible says here, like, the, this religious, that if you claim to be religious, I, I illustrate it this way. When I was preaching in college, um, I was preaching somewhere, I was wearing a suit, and um, the suit looked sharp, I, I'll say it that way, anyways, uh, it looked good, and I was dressed to the hilt, man, Jimmy, I was styling and profiling, and uh, man, had the whole works going on, had the, the silk tie, it, it looked, looked legit, but what I'd done to my shirt is I'd really messed it up, I got it real dirty, put some mud on it, some dirt, some markers, and I cut it up, I shredded it with scissors, 
So I'm up there preaching. I'm preaching about what matters to God, and that's your inside, not your outside. And that's why we don't care what you wear when you come to Momentum. We hope you wear clothes. We just hope you wear clothes. We, we don't care. No one's ever going to escort someone out of here for what they're wearing. You have my word on that. And if they do, they're going to get the right boot of fellowship right in the rear end, man. That's not who we are. That's not who we are. Everyone's accepted. Everyone's invited. Everyone's welcome. But, man, I was preaching. I was talking about the, the outside looking all good, and then I took off my suit coat. And everyone, <gasps> like you heard, a, <gasps> you heard a gasp because my shirt looked horrible. And what they saw, the image they had for the first 20 minutes was this, then all of a sudden was that. And so God says here in verse 26, if you claim to be religious, but, circle the word religious, that is you're getting all the rules right. You're not doing this, you're doing this. You're doing this, you're not doing this. But, big but statement right there, but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself. And your religion is worth less. There's not much value to it. In other words, here it is. Let's just break it down. In other words, you work in corporate America, and every, everyone knows you're a Christian, and, and, and you're, you're, you come, and, and maybe you bring a Bible with you or not. Maybe you pray before your food when you go out to eat with them at lunch, and they know you're a Christian. Maybe you've given them an invite card, and those are huge. We want you to invest in people's lives. We want you to invite them to Momentum. That's huge. Every week, man, who can you bring? That's the question. Who can I bring this week? Who can I invest in this week? Who can I invite this week? We want you to do that. But if you're doing that, but you're at work and you're a loose cannon, and your tongue, you get angry, and it doesn't matter if it's a CEO, it doesn't matter if it's the president, the vice president, the regional, regional president, your manager, your coworker, it don't matter. If they, if they cross the line, you just come unglued and you go off. Or maybe, maybe you... You um, gossip. Y'all know what gossip is, right? Gossip is when you're talking to someone else about somebody else. And Christians always love to do this. Christians love to do it in the form of, hey, we want you to, want you to pray for so-and-so. Want you to pray about this situation. Pray for so-and-so, you know. You know, did you know so-and-so is an alcoholic? I think we need to pray for him. Did you know he beats it? You know, no, no, no. No, the Bible says if you've got a problem with someone, go to that person. That's what you do. You go to that person and you talk to him. So maybe that's the tongue. Maybe the problem is not gossip. You don't gossip. Maybe you're a liar. You ever known a liar? David, the psalmist said, man, he said, get all liars out of my presence. That's a good thing. If you own a company, you're a leader, your business, whatever you do, man, you, you, you need people around you to tell you the truth, not what you want to hear. You need to establish a culture within your business of honesty, no matter what. Whether you like it or not, as the boss, they, we need, we need honor. what's going on, right? Get the white elephant out of the room. Let's get some honesty up in here. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the tongue. Look what the Bible says. You can't control your tongue. And so your friends that you work with in corporate America, they know. They know. They're like, whatever, man. I don't need Jesus. And maybe like me, you've had neighbors, you've had friends, you've had relatives who they said, listen, I believe in God. I don't have a problem with God. I'm not, into, uh, I'm not into corporate religion. I'm not into going to church, man. Or you invited someone. You went out on a limb. You got your courage up. You invited them. They said, no, no, thank you, man. Here, take that card back. Give it to someone else. I, I, I don't do that. I don't do that. Give it to somebody else. Is that what? See what I'm saying? So in other words, our walk 
It has to match our talk. And our talk has to match our walk. And that's what the Bible's talking about here in verse 26. Look at the screens. Verse 27. Pure. Now, there's the title of the message today, Pure Religion. Pure and genuine or authentic religion in the sight of God. Oh, so this matters. We, we better listen to what God thinks here. And the Father means this. Caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. We heard a song earlier about changing, change our heart. We'll hear a song after the message, the same thing, that we can all be changed. And Lord, here's my heart, God, change it. Speak what is truth over me. Here's three things I want you to know from verse 26 and 27 of James 1. Number one, verse 26 teaches us, it teaches us to control, to hold our tongue. When I was a young preacher boy, I asked a man I looked up to, he's a preacher of a large church, and I asked him, I said, what is, uh, what's one thing you would tell a young preacher boy? And he said, eyes open, ears open, mouth shut. That was great wisdom for me. I was 22, 23, I had a lot of zeal and not a lot of knowledge. He said, eyes open, ears open, mouth shut. Control your tongue. Number two, number two is we got to have God's heart. God has, write it down, God has a compassionate heart. God doesn't, God isn't impressed. God doesn't get impressed with what impresses us. He, he just doesn't. Fancy cars, they don't impress him. Nothing wrong with having a nice car. I hope you do. Fancy houses, big houses, nothing wrong with having a nice house. But that doesn't impress God. God's all about people. First Timothy, First Timothy says that God is not willing that any should perish. That means that anybody should live their life and eternity without God. God doesn't want that. That's what the ultimate sacrifice, the cross, was all about. God's altar. He placed his son on there. And unlike Abraham and Isaac, when God said, don't Abraham, I see you, stop. And he sent an angel. And then he provided another sacrifice. God Almighty laid his son on the cross, the ultimate sacrifice, the perfect lamb of God. And God sacrificed him who knew no sin for you and me. He didn't hold anything back. That's this great substitution that ever took place. Is that me being a sinner, deserving punishment for my sin, and God being holy, who never sinned, traded places with me. And God says, I have a compassionate heart. My heart is for people. We sponsor two boys. Um, we sponsor uh, this one right here. This is Lukey. Um, Lukey is in Africa. And I can't wait to meet him one day, but we've sponsored him for a couple years through Compassion International. This boy matters to God. He matters to God. And you know what? What mat Write this down. What matters to God? Write this down. Put it in your phone. What matters to God must matter to me. It's not about how many Christian bumper stickers I have on my car. It's not about, you know, it's not about how many Christian songs I know. Not about how many Bibles I have. It's not even about how many verses I have memorized. It's about how much I allow what matters to him mattering to me. What matters to God must matter to you and it must matter to me. These boys matter to God. You know what our church has said? Yeah, you know what? Compassion is one of our core values. We are passionate about compassion. We're gonna make a difference. We're gonna be like Jesus because we're Jesus followers. We're gonna find what's wrong and make it right. 
That's what Generous July is all about. You see these backpacks? We started today. I'm believing God for hundreds and hundreds of backpacks. Last year, I called the middle school. Day one, we did this last year. And the sweet lady answered the phone and said, thank you so much for bringing all the supplies in. She said, this morning before school, my phone was ringing. People, parents were saying, we, we, don't, have, we don't have enough money for the supplies, right? Like, really? In Gulf Breeze? Absolutely. And so that's a need. We're going to find what's wrong. We're going to make it right because we love other people. God loves other people. God moves towards the mess of other people. God doesn't say, no, 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 I'm only over here. God moves towards the mess. That's, that's what in, in a few minutes, today and next Sunday will be the um, two times we're having a special offering today. And, and the offering that we're gonna have, that's what the altar is for. The offering that we're gonna have is gonna go to help us uh, reach more students and reach more kids. And I wanna tell you something, the cry of this community are kids and teenagers. That's the cry of this community. And God's willing to reach every one of them. I know there's some of you guys here that you, that you are a teacher. Talk to a teacher right after last gathering. You're a teacher. Might be a principal. You might be a coach, assistant coach. You're here. You know, you see, you're on the greatest mission field in America, I believe. And you see it. God sees it. God sees it. He says here, pure religion, number one, hold your tongue. Number two, compassion, have a compassionate heart. Man, I remember when I first, when I first met Stephanie, I, I, I met her, we were growing up, we were a lot younger. But then you fast forward till I was a senior in college. It was Christmas break. I was home for Christmas. And uh, my sister, who weighs like 95 pounds, 90, 95 pounds, she's like, let's go to the mall. I was like, no, I don't want to go to the mall. Thanks, I'll pass. Let's don't say we did. You know, let's go to the mall. And, and she kept, come on, Tim, go to the mall. Why do you want to go to the mall? Let's go, let's go. I want you to walk with me. Well, her mall walking is mall walking. It's not going to the mall to shop. She was wanting to go walk 90 miles per hour. You know what I'm talking about? Are y'all dead today? I see dead people. <laughs> y'all, y'all alive, right? Y'all, y'all still breathing. Okay, just checking. All right, everyone inhale, ready? Oh, I heard it. You're alive. You're alive. Awesome. She come on. So she talked me into it. We're walking around the mall. <laughs> I'm burning more calories than I want to, man. We're walking around the mall, and there's Stephanie. There's that beautiful angel, man. She's working Bath and Body Works. Ooh, that girl looked fine. It's on. All of a sudden, I was glad to be mall walking. I went, and the first thing I ever gave my wife was a bottle of water. Um, my sister said, Tim, she loves water. She drinks like gallons of it. So I was like, well, let's go get the girl some water, man. <laughs> let's start this thing out right. I gave her some water. We started talking. It's been all great since then, man. 14 years later, three kids. So thankful. I went mall walking. You know what I love about Stephanie? She's a beautiful woman. She's truly the most beautiful woman I've ever met. I think she's sexy, and I know it. Do you know what I really love? You know what's most, what's, what's incredible sexy about her, if I can just say it, be honest, is her heart, her heart. She has a heart like God's, and she, I, I look up to her. I want to live like that. You know what, it's from walking with God 
that God has tattooed her heart with his love. And she has marinated for years in his presence. And she looks like Jesus and she smells like Jesus. She has a heart, has a heart like Jesus. In this passage, God is like opening up. He's taking the suit coat off, right? He's opening up and he's letting us see his heart and his heart matches, the inside matches the outside. He's a God of compassion. A couple months ago, um, you know, we don't just have a cool vision statement out there. Like, we're, we're living it. We don't just want that the vision statement hanging on the wall isn't happening down the hall. We want it happening down the hall. And then people will hang it on the wall. So one of the ways we lived it out is a couple months ago, we, we did this beautiful, incredible event where we had some friends come in, and they have a heart for India. And um, they put on a phenomenal it was a dance, and uh, it, it was just a phenomenal eye-opening experience to what's going on in India and to children. To What got me, I, I remember weeping right back there in my seat. I remember weeping when it showed a, a four-year-old boy um, who lives in a, in a, in a cow field. And um, that matters to God, and it must matter to me. And God spoke to my heart sitting right back there, and God's like, man, we've got to do something about this. Because God already, if it's budget's tight, Lord, we already taken care of Lukey. I'm happy to take care of him. I'm happy to take care of him. Never met him, but he matters to you. He must matter to me. And we got up, and man, I did something that was fresh, man. It was fresh bread. God spoke to my heart, and I got up and said, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to take these on right now, and I want to challenge you. And you know what our people did? You know what you did? You responded. And we had, we had literally, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars pour in to sponsor kids so they don't have to, who don't have a mom and a dad, so they don't have to go to sleep in a field, scared for their life, hoping that someone doesn't capture them and put them into sex trafficking. This matters to God. God's not against me having a boat or you having a boat or a nice car. But this matters to God. Look what, he, look what he says here. He says this, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God and the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress. So that's number two, is having a heart like him, having a compassionate heart, but then refusing to let the world corrupt you. Man, we don't have to, we don't have to go very far without the world corrupting us, right? I mean, you know, I grew up and I heard, where I grew up, I heard people, um, some people like, man, we're getting rid of our TV, you know, and I, I heard this one guy was like, you need to take your TV, and you need to throw it away, you know, and all this kind of stuff, and man, do I think there's trash on television? Absolutely, yes. Do I love college football? Absolutely, yes. And pro football, High school football and the whole right? Yes. Do I love sports? Absolutely. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw my TV away, man. I'm not gonna take a bat to it, Jimmy. I'm not gonna do that. That's crazy, right? But you know what I am gonna do? I'm not gonna sit there and I'm not gonna let trash pollute my mind. I'm not gonna do it. I wanna be unspotted from the world. I don't wanna just be going the same way everyone else is going, because then I'm not a Jesus follower. We're gonna swim upstream. He was a climber. He did incredible things. That's why people are still talking about him today. So you keep yourself unspotted from the world. 
And it's not about me trying to keep all these rules. It's like I'm juggling, okay, okay, I'm trying to keep all the rules. No, 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 no. It's just about me surrendering and submitting to God and saying, God, I know you live in me. I know you're God, I'm not. I surrender today to you totally, freely, everything, God. Live through me today. And may people today, when I, say pe- when I see people, may, may I be Jesus with skin on to those people. When I see someone hurting, may I hurt. God, may I see what you see. God, may I hear what you hear. God, may my heart be like your heart. That's what turned me on to Steph, but you know what? That's the most amazing thing about God is he's the real deal. He's authentic. God is not, God is not impressed with us coming to church. Should we go to church? Absolutely, yes. It amazes me that people say, man, I just, I'm not gonna go to church. I'm a Christian. I love God with all my heart, but I'm not going to church. This is house. We're his temple. We're his body. We're his bride. Church is good, but God is not. Okay, did they go to church? Yes. Did they go to church? Yes. Did they go to church? Yes. What? They missed three weeks? Boy, Michael. Michael, Gabriel, get over there and find out what happened. Right? That's not God. God's not impressed. Coming to church doesn't impress him. What, what impresses him is when I have faith. Because without it, it's impossible to please him. So with him, here we go. God, I'm coming to you. God, I, I want to believe you for great things. I want to believe you for more. I surrender and God live through me today. And that, that is authentic. Instead of saying, man, I'm going to get spotted. I'm going to do whatever the world's doing. No, 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 man. God's got my heart. I'm abandoned to him. And I'm not perfect. When I fess up, or when I mess up, I fess up. But man, I want to be a man after God's own heart. If there's one thing, people say, you know, what are you going to put on your tombstone, you know? It's a point when a man wants to die. We're all going to die. What do I want on there? You ever thought about that? Like you ever went to the end and then worked your way back and said, I hope one day my wife would say this about me? Read a book, Visioneering, I think from Andy, Andy Stanley, and he talked about, man, at the end of your life, what do you want people to say? What do you want them to remember? Live that way now. I don't want people to say, you know what? He had a heart. He's a man after God's own heart. He loved God. That's what I want. James 1, 26 and 27 is the reason why God put on our heart um, to start something last year called Christmas for a Cause. We collected socks and jackets and blankets. And we went down there to Casino Beach and we rented out the pavilion. And it was amazing. Had the concert, the whole deal. And we collected all kinds of, man, heaps and loads of, of towels even that people brought. But mostly blankets and socks and jackets because we said, you know what? There are people that are out in the cold, they're homeless, and they need the love of God. And we believe here at Momentum, anytime this many people get together, we ought to be making a difference out there. It's not about how many people we can get in this this building. Although I believe with all my heart that God's desire is to grow this church exponentially. I believe that, and I receive that. But it's not about how many people we can get in here. It's about how many people we can get out of here and make a difference. And live like Jesus, because you have influence in places I can never reach. You're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you're a school teacher. You have more influence. You can do it. This is James 1, 26 and 27. This is what matters to God. Man, control my tongue. Be compassionate. Have a heart like God's. We're going to support Frankie's sister, Kristen. She's going to Watoto. Y'all remember Watoto? Uh, back in February, we brought them in and and uh, man, this was started from a church in Africa who now supports, um, supports children. And, and they get all these, 
specifically um, orphans with AIDS, who mom and dad are out of the picture. And they buy the land, and they raise up mamas, and they put together families, and they, all the way up through college, they launch them, they make a family, and they provide for them. And Kristen's going over there for six months. That's why we're going to write her a check, is because real religion, pure religion, it's, it's not about how often I go to church, it's not about how big my Bible is, it's about how much what matters to him is mattering to me. Are you with me? That's what it's about. Watoto is currently caring for 3,000 AIDS orphans in Uganda. And don't you know that matters to God? That matters to him. And that's why we're going to change the world. Is because he's all about changing the world. He just needs surrendered people to do it through. Our offering today, we've been talking about Generous July and how we're... we're um, We've spent a lot of money in here for the adult environment, but our children and our students' environments have been lacking. I mean, a year ago, are you kidding me? A year ago, they were out on the beach. They were in the sand. We had a tent. That's where our kids' ministry was, right? It's where our children's environment was. It was cool going to the beach, but it was really hot. It was really hot. God's provided us this incredible place. This, I'm telling you, before I ever moved here to start this church, God spoke to my heart and said, Tim, when you get in the school, it's going to blow up. And God's kept his promise. And you know what? It's time that we step up for those kids and those students. Man, we're going to reach thousands of them. Because that's God's heart. And so in just two minutes, we're, we're, um, we're going to do that. We're, we're going to have this time of sacrifice, offering. And if you're first time, this isn't for you. you if you want to give, you can give. But, but this is our church saying, you know what? Our kids, our, our kids, they matter to us. Momentum kids, they matter to us. I got three in there. They matter to me. They matter to you too, don't they? The students, they just got back. You saw Big Stuff Camp. Next year, man, we had a great year. Jeremy, Pastor Jeremy, great job. All the leaders, great job. I'm so proud of y'all. Great job. Last year, we took five. This year, we took 23. Next year, come on now, let's take 200. Instead of two vans, let's get some buses up in there, right? We're here at Big Stuff. That's what I'm talking God's willing, guys. He's willing. He just needs us. And, and I want you to know, we're going to have this offering, and then later we're going to have our regular offering today. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't go to church because they're all about the money. You just want me. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. We're not about money, and God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your money, and we don't need your money. God needs your heart. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God needs your heart. And when we do this, no. Okay. When we do this to God, what we find out is just like the ocean, there's abundance of waves. The ocean's never short of waves. They may be short of big waves sometimes to the surfers out there. But never short of waves. They keep coming and keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. When we do this to God with our hands and our heart and our pocketbooks and we say, God, we surrender, what we find out to be true is that God is a God of abundance. <laughs> Growing up as a kid, they always said, man, God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And that's true. But he owns a million hills where the cattle walk and feed. He's a great big God. God just needs our heart. God needs us to say, God, what matters to you does matter to us. The highest form of 
living is giving. We're going to give. We're givers here at this place. That's how this church started. was through sacrifice. And so in just a minute, I'm going to invite everyone to stand. And we're going to start my left, your right. And, and, and I want to invite you to come to this altar is what it is. It's an altar. And in the Bible, in the Bible, people would build altars. Something amazing would happen in their life. God would speak to someone. God would reveal himself in a real way. I feel like Bishop T.D. Jakes up here, man. It's awesome. Got a big pulpit. But God would reveal himself in a, in a real way. And they would say, hey, let's build an altar. In other words, let's not forget. Let's remember what God did. And more importantly, let's remember who God is. So they build altars. Today, this is an altar, Romans 12, 1 and 2, man. Paul said, man, I'm begging you to present yourself a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. But don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. God's all into transformers. Be transformed so that the renewing of your mind, that's where the transformation takes place. Some people say, I don't have it, I can't give it. If you'd give it, you'd have it. You'd have it. We're gonna give today, man. We're gonna say, Lord, and we're going to do what they did in the Bible. Oftentimes, they would build an altar and they would sacrifice an animal. And it, it cost them because they gave their best. It's not the amount that you give that God's impressed with. It's the amount of your sacrifice that you give and that I give. In a moment, we're all going to come. We're going to do that. We're going to do it together. And I just want to tell you, oftentimes in the Bible, they would tie a, a burden on their heart to a sacrifice say, what do you mean, Tim? It means that anytime that they sacrifice, they would come and they'd say, Lord, here I am. I'm naked before you. Here's, here's, here's my life. Here's everything happening. And, and I give this to you, God. But Lord, I'm believing you for this. I'm believing for that prayer answered. I'm believing for my father to get saved. I'm believing for my cousin to get saved. I'm believing for my uncle. I'm believing for my next door neighbors, God, that you help me reach them. God, I'm believing you for more. And they would tie it to the sacrifice. And I just want to invite you in a minute. When you come, man, don't just put the envelope on there, the cash on there, but pray. And if you don't have something now, then ask God right now, God, what's something I can pray about? Say, Lord, God, I'm bringing the sacrifice to you and I'm bringing my desire, my prayer request to you as well. And then understand this is a holy moment. This is a holy moment because God sees God so sees. That's a privilege to give. The Bible says this, and, and let's all stand. Would you stand with me? The Bible says God loves a generous giver. He loves a generous giver. He loves a hilarious giver. He loves someone that they have, the, they just, man, I've given, I know that, that um, God's going to give it back to me. And so today we're going to do this. And that's a holy time.